Hey everybody, this is Kayla, just checking in with y'all to let y'all know that for the next couple of episodes, I think just the next four episodes, um, you will notice a little bit something different with the recap. Um, normally, I do my recaps live. I like to be really transparent with y'all about the podcast and the episodes and how things are going down, but with the next four episodes that you're going to hear, um, things were just getting a little jumbled. Um, I had some issues with uh, retrieving my notes and stuff for a couple of the episodes, and then it just got a little jumbled. So for the next four, um, I think it's just like the Doctor Strange, uh, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming are the only four. You might hear a little bit of a difference in the audio for the recap, and that's because it was recorded at a different date. So again, I love to be transparent with y'all. Um, thank y'all for sticking with it and tuning in. It is getting very close to Endgame, so so yeah, enjoy the episodes, um, and we'll see y'all Thursday for Endgame. Welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we're going to be talking about all 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Kayla Jouette, and today we are talking about, in my opinion, one of the coolest Marvel movies we have ever gotten, uh, Civil War. So yeah, we get the intro to Spider-Man and Black Panther in this film. I'm really excited. It's so awesome. And we're going to talk about that in the recap, but yeah, here talking about the movie with me is Kyle Stevenson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Uh, can you tell yeah, us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I am a Long Island boy, uh, born and raised. Uh, I I not a I was not a major comic book reader when I was younger, um, but I really love watching the movies, and it's kind of gotten me into the comic book type of mood, uh, right. if you will. Um, I'm a teacher. I, I I have another after school job where I'm like basically building security. I run summer camp. I'm a very busy guy, but uh, I'm very <laughs> excited to sit down and talk Civil War, which is one of my favorite movies in the MCU. Yeah, it's so much fun. I'm really excited to talk about it too. What do you teach? Oh, I'm a uh, substitute teacher for elementary school. So I oh, that's do awesome. kindergarten to sixth grade. That's awesome. Yeah, those are the I best teachers. In... <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. We try. Uh, I was in first and second grade today. Um, tomorrow, I think I'm in kindergarten. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, those are the best. I think, I mean, like, I have, I remember all of my teachers and they all definitely left a mark on me. But I think, especially at that young of an age, uh, those teachers are really something special to, like, get you started and get you prepared and um, helping you get the basics. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, so if you are new to the podcast, which hopefully you're not, this is episode 13. What are you doing? You got you to gotta watch yeah. the other episodes. <laughs> but if you are new to the podcast, uh, welcome, welcome. We are going to be doing a recap on Civil War. Uh, I like to keep it around 10 to 15 minutes is what I'm saying now. It used to just be 10. They're getting, they're getting heavier. So 10 to yeah. 15 minute recaps. We're going to review it and talk about how we feel about the film right after that. Uh, we are going to rate the film. Going to talk to Kyle about his top three Marvel movies and you're going to see where I put Civil War in my rankings. And then towards the end, 
we're going to be talking about some Endgame stuff. So what we want to see from the film or if we have any theories, it's going to be a nice little spoiler territory. Um, but yeah, are you ready for the recap, Kyle? I'm so ready. And if you could somehow recap this in 10 minutes, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had my practice. I will say the last couple of episodes, I'm like, yeah, 10 minutes. And then I go back and time it and it's like closer to like 15 to 20. And I'm oh, just like, yeah. yeah. It's fine. A lot of stuff <laughs> happened in Civil War, so that's why I'd, I'd be impressed if we could fit it all in 10 minutes. Oh, yes. Um, I think yeah. when we get to one of the big fight scenes, you're going to see that I'm literally like, you're going to have to watch a YouTube video to see this. I'm going to describe a couple things, <laughs> uh-huh. but you probably should watch this on your own. So, yeah, yeah uh, we're going to we're gonna talk about it. We're going to do the recap, um, but it's going to be fun. So, uh, So, yeah, you ready for this? I'm so ready. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right, so this is the recap. On Civil War. It's 1991. We're watching a man walk into a facility to take out the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, off of ice. They use this red book with a star on it and repeat a bunch of Russian words out loud to him until he replies, ready to comply. He gives the Winter Soldier a mission to take someone out, and there's no witnesses involved. So we see Bucky pull up on this car, cause it to crash. He goes inside the trunk and receives five blue packs of serum that were on ice. We pan to Lagos, present day. We see Scarlet Witch and Black Widow in disguise, talking to Cap and Falcon about spying on a target. A truck rams into a building, and a big soldier jumps out with a ton of other soldiers, and they start gassing up the place, so... Cap comes in. Uh, he starts fighting the men with Falcon, who is taking the guys up out top. Uh, the big guy who started this we see is Rumlow, who was the Hydra Shield soldier from Winter Soldier, and he is here for some biological weapon. In the comics, by the way, he does go by crossbones, but I don't think he's ever referred to as such here. So the Avengers are taking out the men, but Rumlow is giving them hell, and he's starting to escape. He gives the bioweapon to one of his men, and the Avengers are trying to find him. Uh, I think Black Widow goes in and um, actually takes him out and gets the bioweapon. So Rumlow and Cap are fighting one-on-one, and he says he's been waiting for this ever since he dropped the building on him and left him to die. So he takes off his mask, and he tells Cap that his pal Bucky remembered him and got all weepy about it until they put his brain back into a blender. But this was a distraction for Cap, and he goes to blow them both up, but Scarlet Witch traps the bomb and goes to lift it away from Cap and the civilians, but accidentally lets it explode on this building with people inside. So then we pan to this memory of Tony and his parents from when Tony was in college, and CGI Tony is very interesting. His mom tells him that this is the last time they're going to be together and to say something because he might regret it if he doesn't. So we see the real Tony behind this who says he wishes this is how it happened, but it didn't. Uh, He's showing off his traumatic memory as a hologram in front of a crowd at MIT to talk to them about funding and projects. Um, He ends up funding every student's project and tells them to reframe the future. And he leaves. He walks off stage um, and he meets this lady outside in the elevator who says that the Avengers killed her son in Sokovia. And she says, you think you fight for us? You fight for yourself. My son is dead and I blame you. So we find out that 11 Wakandans were killed at the Avengers' expense in Lagos. Steve tries to tell Wanda that it was on him for blanking out over Bucky, and she says, no, it's on both of them. 
So Vision walks through the wall to tell them that Stark has arrived and he's brought the Secretary of State with him. And we meet General Ross, who was actually in The Incredible Hulk. He tells him that they are dangerous, they ignore sovereign borders, and they don't care what they leave behind. And he shows footage of New York, D.C., Sokovia, then Lagos. In the past four years, they operated with unlimited power and the world cannot tolerate that anymore. The solution is the Sokovia Accords, approved by 117 countries. The Avengers will operate under the supervision of the U.N., so Cap says, the Avengers were formed to keep the world safe. And Ross is like, all right, well, where's Thor and Banner? If I misplace some nukes, I think I'd be in a trouble. And he basically says, if they don't agree about this, then they have to retire or turn themselves in. So we pan to Cleveland, where we see this man break into another man's house who seemed to be kind of low-key or like in hiding, right? Uh, so he ties him up and he finds hidden away inside of his house a box with inside the red book that we saw in the beginning with Winter Soldier. Um, so he asks the Hydra man for a mission report for December 16th, 1991. He won't give it to him, so he kills him and leaves. So the Avengers are kind of fighting over the Accords and what they're supposed to do. Vision says that ever since the Avengers started, world-ending events have risen at a huge rate, and there is clear causation. Tony tells them about the kid that they killed. Uh, he was a great student and was doing something with his life, and instead of spending his vacation in Vegas, he spent it in Sokovia, helping people. Steve said that these accords are run by people with agendas, and agendas change, and if they sign this, they surrender their right to choose. And Black Widow says, Tony might be right, and maybe we should have one hand on the wheel. And they're going back and forth, and Cap gets a text message saying she's gone in her sleep. So Steve goes to London to assist in Peggy Carter's funeral, and he is real sad about it. Uh, we find out that the girl that he was thinking about asking out in Winter Soldier was Peggy's niece. Awkward. So Natasha shows up after the funeral to talk to Steve, and he's like, who signed the accords? She says, Rhodey, Tony, and Vision. Clint is retired, and Wanda is TBD. So she's on her way to sign now, and she says staying together is more important. And he says he can't do it. So we pan to Vienna, where the accords are being ratified, and we get our first glimpse of T'Challa. The assembly starts, and the king of Wakanda goes to take the stage to talk about how uh, the Wakandan vibranium was used as a weapon, probably talking about Ultron, and how he's happy that the Avengers are signing with him. Meanwhile, a bomb goes off in the building and the king is dead, making his son T'Challa the new king of Wakanda. Steve, Sharon, and Sam watch the explosion on TV. If you don't remember who Sharon is, that's the, the girl he was trying to um, hook up with, Peggy's, Peggy's niece. So Steve, Sharon, and Sam, they watch the explosion on TV and they say that the suspect is James Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky. T'Challa tells Natasha that he's going to kill Barnes himself. Natasha receives a call from Steve and tells him to stay home. Don't go for Barnes or somebody will arrest him. So Sharon gives Cap all the details and says that they have orders to shoot on site, so he needs to hurry up. Barnes is in Bucharest, and he's just being a normal dude. He's buying some stuff in the market. He goes to see the morning paper and sees his face is on the front page. So he runs home, but Cap is waiting for him inside. And he asks Bucky if he knows who he is. And he says, I read about you in a museum. And he tells Cap that he wasn't in Vienna. He doesn't do that anymore. As they're trying to talk, the SWAT team pulls up outside of Bucky's door. So him and Cap fight together to get out of there. Bucky jumps out of the window onto another building. And we see the Black Panther for the first time on screen who attacks Bucky. So the two are both fighting when Falcon shows up to help Cap and Bucky out. It starts this huge chase with Black Panther chasing Bucky, Steve chasing Black Panther, uh, Falcon flying behind, trying to take out cops. 
The chase scene ends with War Machine stopping all four of them and says, congratulations, Cap, you're a criminal. The Black Panther takes off his mask to reveal, uh, reveals to be T'Challa, whom Rhodey f- refers to as your highness. So Wanda and Vision are hanging out at the Avengers facility and he's trying to cook her something from home and he says he has no idea what the stone is on his head, but he wishes to understand it. So she's like, whatever you're cooking is not right. I'm going to go to the store. But he's like, no, I can't let you go. It's a question of safety, not for you. He wants people to see her as he does. Uh, So we pan to Berlin again, where T'Challa, Sam, and Steve are being taken to a prison facility. Bucky is in this huge casing. He's tied down. We meet Everett Ross, uh, who we will meet again in Black Panther, who tells them that they're going to have an office, not a cell. Uh, They meet up with Tony and Natasha, who say that his shield is now government property. Here is where Tony tries to convince Steve to sign the accords, and Cap says that if he sees a situation going south, he can't ignore it. He doesn't sign, and Tony literally puts on rose-colored glasses. Um, We see Barnes getting talked to by a psychologist, and everybody can watch this on screen. So while this is happening, Cap starts to question why the UN would release that picture of him in the first place, just to flush a guy out of hiding. That wouldn't guarantee somebody else get him. It meant that we would. They're thinking, and then we see the psychologist up front is the man who stole the Red Book. He delivered this package, and he made all the electricity go out, all the cameras go out. He pulls out the book with Bucky in the cage. He starts reading out the words to make him turn into the Winter Soldier. So Bucky is ready to comply, and the man asks him for mission report December 16th, 1991. We see Cap try to run to the room where Bucky was in. There's a bunch of men on the ground, and he finds the guy, the psychologist guy, and he asks him what he wants, and he says to see an empire fall. So the Winter Soldier starts fighting Cap and Sam. This huge fight breaks out. Tony jumps in T'Challa jumps in everybody jumps in everybody's uh fighting uh Bucky's almost escaped onto this helicopter he goes to fly away Cap grabs it midair pulls it back down this is a beautiful bicep scene by the way it's great um so the helicopter crashes down Cap pulls Bucky out of the water and we see the psychologist man head to Moscow on a plane Bucky is held down to where he can't escape and Cap and Sam are here to question him Bucky finally remembers Cap, and he's like, what did I do? He says that everything Hydra put inside him is still there. He says the man wanted to know about Siberia, where he was kept, and he tells them that he was not the only Winter Soldier. So when Bucky crashed the car December 16th, 1991, the five other serums he pulled out were meant for creating other assassins just like him. Um, Cap's like, all right, this is dangerous. Like, what are we going to do? We can't go to Tony. And Falcon's like, all right, I know a guy. So then we pan into Tony, who says that, um, you know, he talks to General Ross and he's like, I'll find Cap. I'll take him in. Give me 36 hours. And Natasha's like, we're understaffed, but I have an idea. He says, where's your idea? And she says, downstairs. And he's like, all right, I have an idea, too. And she's like, where's yours? And then we pan to Queens on the screen. Such an amazing scene uh we meet a young peter parker a kid who walks into his apartment to meet his aunt may talking to tony stark and stark is like talking about how he gave him a grant for school so they go into peter's room with him he locks the door and peter's like i definitely did not apply to your grant and tony shows a video of himself swinging around queens and he says so you're the spiderling and he says no i'm spider-man so he's like who knows he says nobody and they go back and forth Tony wants to give him an upgrade and says, why are you doing this? And he says, when you can do the things that he can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. 
So Tony's like, you got a passport. So we see Clint. He shows up to the facility to sneak Wanda out. And Vision tries to stop them. But Wanda fights back finally and pushes him into the ground so they can leave. Black Widow approaches T'Challa. Cat meets with Sharon. Everybody's meeting up and kind of teaming up. So they all meet up with Clint and Wanda. They grabbed Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, on the way. And Cap says, we're outside of the law on this one. Suit up. So Cap goes out onto the runway of this airport. And Iron Man approaches him with War Machine. And Cap's like, the psychiatrist is behind all of this. And Tony's like, I don't care. So Black Panther drops down. And then Black Widow comes in. And they're all like, Cap, you know what's about to happen. Come on. And Tony says, I'm out of patience. Underoos and Spider-Man jumps in, steals Cap's shield from him. It's awesome. Tony's like, I'm trying to keep you from tearing the Avengers apart. And Steve's like, you did that when you signed the Accords. So, surprise, Ant-Man was on the shield, made himself big, stole it back for Cap. The big old fight starts, and I'm not going to be able to recap everything. You should probably just watch it on YouTube. It's great. Um, But basically, we have Ant-Man fighting Black Widow. Spider-Man goes after Falcon and Bucky. Black Panther and Cap are going out it. It's just, it's a lot. They all try to make it out onto the Quinjet so that they can escape, but Vision blocks their path. Um, we get a view of each side lined up and ready to run at each other. The fight is really cool. Everybody's just beating the shit out of each other. Um, Bucky tells Black Panther that he didn't kill his father, so he's like, then why did you run? We got a really awesome scene of Ant-Man on Hawkeye's arrow being aimed right at Iron Man. He shuts down a suit from the inside, and again, a lot of fighting going on. So after all the fight, uh, Cap and Bucky make it to the jet, and Black Widow is there, and she knows they're not going to stop, so she lets them go, and to as they're escaping, War Machine flies off after the jet, and Vision sees the jet take off, and he tries to shoot at Falcon, um, but he gets a little distracted by Wanda, and instead hits Rhodey, who falls from the sky really high up and hits the ground really hard. He is alive, but he's definitely not okay. So Bucky asks Cap on the plane what's going to happen to his friends, and he says, whatever it is, he'll deal with it. So he tells Bucky what he did all those years wasn't really him. Tony finds out that the psychologist meant for Barnes was killed by a a man named Zemo, where they also found a wig and prosthetics to pretend to be James Barnes. So we quickly uh, pan to Zemo, who finds the super soldiers on ice. Tony flies on a copter out to the middle of the ocean to find this high-stakes prison facility where all the Avengers are held. So he goes one by one to talk to to everybody, and they're all kind of pissed off at him. And he goes up to Falcon, and he tells him that he knows that he messed up, and he needs to know where uh, Steve is. He knocks the AV off and tells Sam, please, like, I need help, Cap. So Sam tells him he's headed to Siberia, so Ross didn't see any of it. Uh, Tony gets in the helicopter. He takes off. He suits up and flies out of it with Black Panther secretly flying behind him. So Bucky and Steve land in Siberia, approach the facility. They sneak in. Iron Man sneaks in too. And he's like, hey, I'm here as a friend. Let's go in together. So they all are in here together looking for Zemo and the super soldiers with Black Panther also sneaking in behind them. Uh, So they enter this big room and they find all of the super soldiers, but they're shot dead. And Zemo tells them that he wanted them to come here. And Cap's like, why did you do all this? Why did you kill all those people in Vienna just for this? Um, And Black Panther hears this and realizes that this is the man that killed his father and not Bucky. So Zemo says that for over a year, he studied them and followed them. He made a promise. He lost everyone and so will Steve. He says, an empire that crumbles from within is dead forever. 
So he shows the vo- the footage of December 16th, 1991 to all three of them. And Tony says he knows this road. So we see the car crash and Bucky not only causing it, but killing the people by hand. And the two people inside were Tony's parents. So Tony goes to attack Barnes and Steve holds him back. And Tony asks Cap if he knew. And he says, yes. So a fight breaks out between the three of them. It's really intense. Cap basically tries to stop Iron Man from getting Barnes and killing him. And Tony gets his hand on Bucky and asks him if he even remembers them. And he says he remembers all of them. So they're all on the ground fighting. It's Cap and Buck versus Tony. We get these really cool shots of Bucky and Cap throwing the shield back and forth. Uh, He tries to rip Tony's arc reactor out of his chest. He blasts his vibranium arm off. Uh, Cap shields himself from Tony's blast. We get the slow-mo view of them attacking each other. While this is happening, Zemo is sitting up top watching them fight, and Black Panther approaches him. And Zemo tells him that the Avengers' fight in Sokovia killed his entire family, and it took him two days to find their bodies. And the Avengers just went home. He knew he couldn't kill them, but he could get them to kill each other. He apologizes to T'Challa about his father and says that he seemed a good man and he has a beautiful son. And T'Challa says that vengeance has consumed Zemo and he will not let it consume him too. So he stops him from killing himself and subdues him. Tony and Steve are still fighting. Uh, Tony knocks him down and Cap says, he's my friend. And Tony says, so was I. He knocks him down again and Cap says, I could do this all day. Uh, Bucky grabs his foot. Cap throws him down, slams his shield into Tony's chest to stop him from operating. He picks up his shield and goes to leave with Bucky and Tony tells him that the shield does not belong to him. His father made that shield. So Cap drops it and walks off. So Zemo is now in the same cage that Bucky was in and they ask him, how does it feel to go through all that effort and to see it fail? And he says, did it fail? Uh, Tony is helping Rhodey learn to walk again. Stanley cameos here as a FedEx delivery man who asks if he's Tony Stank. Uh, Tony receives a letter from Cap, and the letter says he knows that he hurt him by not telling him he thought he was sparing him, but he sees now he was sparing himself, and he's sorry. So he leaves him a flip phone with his number on it if he ever needs to call him. General Ross calls Tony to tell him there's been a breach at the prison, and we see Cap show up to free all the Avengers. So end credit scene number one. Cap is in Wakanda with Bucky, who wants to go back under so he can't be taken control of anymore. Black Panther tells Cap that his friend and his father were were both victims, and he wants to help one of them find peace. And he says, you know, if they find out that he's here, they're going to come for him. And uh, T'Challa says, let them try. And we get this small glimpse of Wakanda and a large vibranium statue of Black Panther. And then the end scene two, we see Peter Parker in bed with a black eye, testing out his new gadgets on his wrist. And Aunt May asks who it was that gave him the black eye. And he's like, oh, you don't know him. Some guy named Steve from Brooklyn. She gives him some ice and leaves and shuts the door. And we see the Spider-Man signal on the ceiling. Kyle, what did you think about the film? Oh, my God. So (laughs) I watched this uh, last night after not seeing it since last year when I was watching them all through for Infinity War. Um. And again, like the moment the the movie starts, I was just it, it grabs me because it, it's one of those things. It's like oh, it's you have the um the title card where it says like 1991, and then you see like the Moscow and you see Bucky getting indoctrinated and like brainwashed, basically. And that is just like a it's just a really cool scene, and you mm-hmm. kind of feel for Bucky in a way. Like I always all feel the for Bucky. Yeah, I I go back and forth sometimes with Bucky and how I feel about him, but uh, seeing all the the crap that he's gone through, like right. just in the first five minutes, is it gives you a sense of like 
what kind of character he is and why Cap is so loyal to him. For sure, because, like, yeah, he's done a lot of bad things, but it really isn't his fault. Um, Yeah. It's really a shitty situation. I really, really like the way that they started the film off with a comic book villain fight. Like, I don't know Mm. if I'm in the minority on that, but they have, like, this really cool, you know, with the... um, What's his name? Uh, Crossbones. Crossbones, yeah. Yeah, they have this really cool scene with him, and it's very short, but it's in the beginning, and I don't think he refers to himself as that, but comic fans are going to get it. And so we get this really cool comic book villain fight that, like, introduces part of the plot um and it's really short and sweet but i really like that they set that up for us so and i also like like that shows the avengers are fighting other people in between movies Mm -hmm. like they're they're not they're not on a break they're not just sitting in a mansion until the next big bad comes around like they, they still have to deal with these other smaller type villains um and it's cool to see that that little loose end at the end of winter soldier was just not like a a nod and throw throw thrown away Right. Like he came back and now he's crossbones and he's a decent threat. Like the, that was a pretty intense fight and chase scene and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that was really intense. Especially the end scene and not the end scene, but the end of that fight was yeah. really intense and I still don't know what Wanda was intending to do there. Like was she just trying to like lift it and throw the energy in the air? Did she like just try to keep moving it and accidentally slip? I don't know what happened there, but I think that was just like showing that like she's still a kid and this is still like a big thing of her joining the avengers like she really didn't know what she was signing up for and she maybe she wasn't prepared for all this but um yeah i i assume that she was trying to get it like up and above the building Mm -hmm. and like you said she was just not strong enough to kind of contain it all because that was probably a major blast Mm -hmm. Uh, and she just kind of you know lost control of it and unfortunately killed many people right yeah also, real quick, where'd Scarlet's accent go? <laughs> it's still it's, kind of there in this film, but then it like disappears completely in Infinity War. And I think I read somewhere that the Russo brothers said that was very intentional. They, okay. yeah, they said that um, basically, like if we have this person who is on this like sovereign land who is supposed to be in hiding, uh, they would want to disguise themselves as much as possible which to me i was thinking like when they when i read that i was like that doesn't make sense because like they see her fighting with the avengers like they know who she is uh but yeah that's the whole idea of like you know the the first scene when we see her with the the cap and she's Mm -hmm. um at lunch just trying to blend in um when she doesn't have that russian accent it's easier for her to blend in okay yeah because that's that's something like i noticed i didn't really notice when i saw it in theaters just mm-hmm. because I was so intense, uh, like intent on watching whatever happens between Team Cap and Team Iron Man, but watching it now, like at home, I like notice it like immediately. Like she's just Elizabeth Olsen on screen. Yeah, no more I can Sokovian accent. Exactly, I can kind of hear it and pick it up in this film, but it's gone. It's out the window yeah. in Infinity War. It's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I want to ask you though, Kayla, before we really get into it, before you saw the movie. Were you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? I was Team Iron Man before we before hmm. I saw the movie. So, and, and I was I was Team Cap, one hundred percent. So <laughs> I, I want to know why you were Team Iron Man. I was Team Iron Man because of a couple of reasons. I mean, the first sets up in Captain America: Winter Soldier, um, when at the end, you know, they have to get rid of Shield and they have to get rid of Hydra because Hydra has 
infiltrated shield so when they break down shield they have like shield at least had some kind of influence over the avengers like they didn't have control over them but they had an influence over them they had something Mm -hmm. to like set them up and to keep them on path so taking out shield took out maybe their only sense of like like somebody to be above them and to kind of fury kind of gave them orders but you know they're the avengers right so Mm -hmm. that happened then we get age of ultron where clearly i know it it is tony's fault that Mm -hmm. age of ultron happened um but so many awful things happen to so many people. And, you know, we see it in the beginning of Civil War when the lady approaches him by the elevator and she's like, you killed my son. Like, you left. And yeah. same thing with, like, Zemo at the end. Like, the Avengers just left. They, mm-hmm. nothing affected them. They did what they had to do. And then they didn't address all the people that died. So the reason why I was on Team Iron Man is because I... Seeing the trailers, like, clearly we know Tony fucks up in this movie. Um, yeah. But seeing the trailers and knowing what I knew, I was like, I think the Avengers do need a little bit of a little bit of a lock on them. Like, they can't just... They, there's these people with superpowers, and mm-hmm. they could do whatever they want to do, and they could drop buildings on cities. And if I was a person in Sokovia, like, that would freak me out. Like, I wouldn't want yeah. them to just do whatever they could do. I mean, I get Cap's argument, right? Like, what yep. if they need us to go somewhere and they they don't let us right like Mm -hmm. i also don't agree with that but i think the avengers having complete freedom to do whatever the fuck they want with all of their powers and the things that they can do just is very stressful and i think that they needed at least some kind of hold on them so that's why i was team iron man i get that i get that i like for me being team cap seeing what cap went through in winter soldier I, i like i wouldn't be able to trust a body of government like right after that and, and knowing that like you said if someone needs our help obviously we need to go do whatever we can to help them and you know like uh thunderbolt ross uh, when he shows up talks about how um we're, we're so grateful that everything you did for us but it's come at a cost and cap cap's basically saying well if we if you continue to kind of like lock us down then there's probably going to be worse things that happen that we can't go to cuz you don't approve of right which is like which is something like i'm 100% again like yeah, if someone needs help that. i need to go help especially yeah. with everything that happened right like hydra literally slipped under shield without anybody noticing and yeah. like who knows what our government is is really doing behind the scenes so i understand I like I I saw both sides, but at the same time, like when I when I went in, I mean, first of all, before I saw Civil War, I was totally like, Ugh, Captain America sucks, like he's boring, whatever. So I was totally okay. anyway like Iron Man Stan. But I don't yeah. know. I thinking about the situation, thinking about like the long term the long-term Avengers and the things that are have been happening, I was like, totally Team Iron Man. But then you watch the film and you see what's really going on and mm-hmm. you understand Cap's side a little bit more. I definitely yeah. did, so. Well, and that's the same thing for me. Like, I wrote in my notes that throughout the movie, I kept flipping back and forth, mm-hmm. depending on, like, the points that are being brought up. And not to jump ahead a little bit, but, like, when uh, they capture Bucky in, I think it's Bucharest or... Vienna, whatever city that was. And 
Cap and Tony are having that, that really, I think one of my favorite moments in Civil War and why I love Civil War so much, just the intimate kind of sit down, here's my stance, here's your stance, let's talk it out and try to work it out, and where you get to like hear more of their ideologies, and when they're saying, like, uh, you know, Cap was about to sign. He was about to sign the Sokovia Accords, and then Tony said, well, yeah, Wanda's, like, under house arrest, or something right, like yeah. that. Right, yeah. And Cap's like, whoa, wait, you're holding her against her will? That's, that's not, you know, that like, that's not cool. Like, right. He's, he's been through the World Wars. He knows, like, what's going on there. Then, like, you see Cap switch, and that was it. And then we're, like, off to the races type of thing. Um, but like during that same argument, I was going back and forth. I could see where Tony's coming from. Exactly. Like she, she's not a citizen. And like, what if they no. come for her? Like he's, it sucks. Cause like, yes, he's trying to protect her, but also like, is he, he's doing a little bit too much and that's kind of, but at the same time, like she could be in a worse situation, right? She's at the Avengers yeah. facility. So, you know, again, I, yeah, I agree. I'm like going back and forth. I'm like, oh, it's fucked up. But then you're like, uh, I get it. So they do. The Russo brothers are like genius. Let's just oh, yeah. throw that out there right now. Uh, from Going from a show called Community, which I love, <laughs> and then they did Winter Soldier, this, and then Infinity War, and now Endgame. Like, they are some super talented dudes, and I'm so happy that they Marvel gave them a chance to like do this stuff. Oh, yeah. What would we be oh, without yeah, I, Bruce or Brothers? Because some of those first few movies were just a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For so, sure. um, so, yeah, what... What did you think about, like, our first... I mean, the first intro scene we get of a new superhero was Black Panther. Uh, what did you yeah. think of that introduction to T'Challa? I think it was important that we didn't just get him in the suit first. Right. I think it was cool that we saw him as T'Challa, not Black Panther, and seeing him in a place of power alongside his dad, fighting for peace and trying to really basically just fight for the world. Like wanting to make the the world a better place and to see him in that way and to kind of once he shows up in the suit when he's going i think he shows up first on the rooftop right in the chase scene mm-hmm. yeah i think so yeah like when he goes from that then we know okay he is he's like everything pretty much he's like yeah. the perfect package yeah i love um, those scenes i love like i think it's right when he jumps down we get like a a little bit of like the Wakandan like kind of theme music and it's just like it's so yeah. cool. So cool. I I, course... I wrote that in here eventually. Like I mm-hmm. love that the little hints of the score whenever Black Panther pops up on screen. Right. Like it's so awesome. fun. But yeah, of course, like I don't know about you, but the scene when Tony and Natasha are talking and Tony's like, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. And Tasha's like, yeah, I got an idea. I got somebody downstairs. Mm-hmm. What about you? And he's like, yeah, I have an idea too. Oh. And then we pan to Queens. Oh. I oh like God. screamed oh. in a theater. Like I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. like we knew it was coming. We knew we were going to see Spider-Man in this yep. film. But the fact that they pan to Queens and they got the music mm-hmm. rolling, I was just like, mm-hmm. this is such a good intro to Peter Parker in the MCU. I love that scene. You you just saying that gave me goosebumps again. <laughs> it, it's it's that same feeling like when I was in the theater. You're right. We all knew he was coming. Uh, but like real real quick, can you imagine if we didn't know Spider Man was in this movie? That would have been scene exactly if they wouldn't have spoiled <laughs> it for us, and we just like oh, oh. that would have been amazing. It would have been even more I mean, excitement. 
I mean, with the whole theater when I saw it first, we all jumped up and clapped and cheered because we're we're in New York. So like when Queens popped up, we knew exactly what that was. We were ready to go. But to imagine that Spider Man wasn't even teased in the trailers at all, and then that pops up. Oh my god, so good! It it probably be the best moment in cinema history if we didn't know he was in it. Uh, <sighs> I yeah, I I love the <laughs> the whole Queens thing. I love Tom Holland and Marissa Tomei in this with Tony Stark. Right. Yeah. Um, I love that dynamic, and to see that continue when we get to Homecoming is fantastic. Um, again, another really cool speech with them in the bedroom. Uh, yeah, between Tony and Peter. Yeah, I love when Tony, you know, they're talking, and then he's like, "Why do you do it? Like, what gets you? What gets you going?" And he's like, he says, "You know, it's basically the um, with great power becomes great responsibility speech, yeah. but toned down, right? Like, he's like, when you know that you could do something, but you don't." And the bad people win. Like that's that's when you know that you have to keep fighting. And that's that's what happened to him. That's we see that a lot in like I think I one of the one of my favorite and I think a lot of people agree with me is one of the one of the best Spider Man comics is uh the ultimate Spider Man. And I feel like the beginning is very much of that phrase, right? Like when you let somebody do these things, then you feel like you can you can't stop stopping the bad guys because then something else is going to happen so we see yeah. that from peter and then the, again that goes back through to homecoming and it's so nice yeah it's great and then then we get like full-on peter parker the way that i envisioned him like when i when oh, i in the fight when I, well yeah in the fight even in that scene like him making the the he's very quick-witted mm-hmm. and he's super smart all the quips he can go Oh yeah, he go toe to toe with, with uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Like he's per- he's the perfect Spider Man. Such a good, such a good kid. And I don't know if you noticed this. Um, the song playing when it pans to Queens is "Left Hand Free," and I think that's kind of a nod to the fact at the end of the movie when Bucky gets his his vibranium vibranium uh, arm cut off. Oh, just that's a good catch. I think. I could be wrong. Every time I hear that song, because they yeah. play it at the end of the movie, too. So I'm like, mm. oh, you know, but. Yeah. But yeah. Also, like, I think with those little hints, like with music and stuff, it goes the other way, too. Like with the trailers, I remember it might be the second trailer where it had Bucky look like he's ripping out Tony's uh, arc reactor. From yeah. The suit. Yeah. And in the trailer, I think if you look back at it, it looks like he's screaming, Steve's dead. Oh, and in the movie, it's a completely different take on that scene, and it, it's. I think this is the first time Marvel's like putting in fake things in the trailer to kind of throw people off. <sighs> their their long reign of doing this to us starts yeah. here. Yeah, I thought because when I saw that trailer and I noticed what I thought him screaming to Steve's dead, I was like, "Oh no, I can't, <laughs> I'm not ready for Captain Die." No. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love the like you know there's a lot of funny and fun moments and chemistry with a lot of characters in this film but any scene where we got sam wilson falcon and bucky is so funny the um (laughs) it first starts when they're like both in the car and Mm -hmm. cap's going to get the shield and (laughs) he's like can you move your seat up and he's like no (laughs) it's so funny and then when spider-man knocks him out and he does something and he's like, why couldn't you have done that 30 minutes ago? And he's like, I hate you. And it's just, yeah, it's so it's, funny. I love those moments. They're like fighting over who's Cap's best friend. And and, and now, uh, I don't know when this will go live, but 
Disney Plus just announced that we're getting a Falcon and Winter Soldier show on Disney Plus. It's got to be so fun. I hope it's so much I, I more of that, like, back and forth yeah. kind of... Like uh, that Lib sitting in the car when Cap's kissing Sharon Carter. And they're both and nodding. Looking, like, nodding. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want from them, for sure. I love that part. It's such a, such a good scene. Yeah. There's so many are... good um, scenes with that. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you about another character interaction just because it, this one is kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch stuff. All right. I don't How do you feel about that? It's interesting because I really like the chemistry that we see with them building. I like the chemistry mm-hmm. in Infinity War. But it's funny that you say this because my next note says, uh, Vision is annoying as fuck in this film. That's <laughs> yeah. literally what my note is. Yeah. Um, at the beginning... I really hate him. I think he is being, it's weird. He's back and forth. I mean, clearly he is like, he was a robot and he is not a human, but like, he's trying to be, he's trying to be sweet to her. He knows that she is trapped here and he's trying to cook her food and all this stuff. But at the same time, when Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to interact with human and how to, with humans and how to not say the right thing sometimes, like he could have easily been like, hey, maybe you shouldn't go to the store. But he's like, I don't want you to hurt anybody again. I want people to yeah. see you the way I do. And then, of course, she's going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's... Yeah. He's just, like, kind of annoying in this you film. You think so lowly of me that I'm going to go out and hurt people. Exactly. But then, as I'm going through, and I'm kind of annoyed with all of his scenes with her, because I'm like, they should be building chemistry, and he's just not... He's being a dick. Um, but then yeah. we get the scene um, during the fight where... Um, he's distracted by Wanda and he accidentally hits Rhodey in the air. And that is a big moment because Tony yeah. pulls him aside after and he's like, how do you get distracted? You're not supposed to get distracted. And we we get to see that he is getting these more human characteristics slowly. And I think yeah. that is the turning point of him being like, I'm sorry. I realize now, you know, I didn't want yeah. this to happen, but it happened anyway. So I really in, enjoy in Infinity War the diamond. Like we finally see them get together because in the comics they date, and I think everybody knew that they were going to start dating. But uh, but yeah, I was I was really annoyed in the first half, but I thought it was interesting that we do get to see him take on more human characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I think the whole while funny and jokey, like him walking through the the wall, and and, and Scarlet is saying. Uh, what are you doing? We talked about this, Viz, and he said, well, the door was open, I assume, and then he just, like, stopped. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's a funny delivery, that's a funny thing, but he's very much, like, the goody-two-shoes, like, kid that we all had in in our class back in the day, who could do no wrong, knows everything. It's just like, all right, we get it, dude, you're perfect. Yeah, but then we find out that he's not perfect. Which which is a great twist at mm-hmm. the at the end of the the fight thing, yeah. Which is awesome. It is really awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I I like I said, I was not really digging it, and then I started to really like it. And I'm not going to spoil anything from Infinity War, but we clearly see him take on more human human yes. characteristics and stuff uh, later on, which which I think this is building up to as well. Um. We also get our first like interaction with uh, Ant Man with the rest of the event. Oh, that's such a cool one. scene! I love when he right. just like wakes up and he goes out and yeah. he's like, "I'm shaking your hand for too long." Wow, 
You're great, too. Oh, I, yeah, you're great. I know you. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say... I, I, I brought up Ant-Man. He was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Um, and how, like, one, he was on set for the first time with them. He purposely, like, went over to Cap when Cap had to go use the bathroom or whatever. He would, like, purposely ask to hold the shield just to kind of, like, play with it. Because he was so <laughs> excited to be on set with them. And That's you can funny. totally tell in this movie that Paul Rudd loved doing this. Oh, yeah. He is so enthusiastic about his role. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, him in that fight, you think Ant-Man, he can't really do much because he's so tiny. Um, but the, the way that he fights in the airport scene, which we haven't really talked about too much yet, is probably the greatest action scene in the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he, like uses his powers in interesting ways awesome yeah i mean and plus like the when he goes to the full size and all Mm -hmm. that is a big plot point to um ant-man and the wasp and future things that may be um taking place in um in endgame like everything Mm kind of leads together so yeah that was really cool also we get that like iconic scene with hawkeye um going to shoot the arrow and he's sitting he's on the area such such a cool scene to see that like in action yeah hawkeye's another one that kind of shows up Mm -hmm. Uh, and he has a he has a decent role i guess um yeah i I love him i'm a hawkeye defender uh i love hawkeye and the avengers Um, this, this film, he was, he was the same. I do like that he basically comes out of, quote, like, retirement, quote unquote, to go get Wanda, which feels right, since he was the one in Ultron to, like, really be like, if you're gonna be with us, you're gonna be with us, like, come on. So it feels Mm -hmm. right for him to be the one to go get her, um, but this is the last we see of Hawkeye, right? Until the future movies, right? Yeah, I was, I was trying to think, uh, yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah, because he's not in Infinity War. No. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, where well, does he go after the rest? Well, I don't know. We know that Cap frees them, and yep. we don't really know what happens. I feel like they might have made a callback. I, ha- I haven't watched Infinity War in a minute, but I feel like they made yeah. a callback to him laying low or like being in retirement yeah. again, but maybe not. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I just made that up in my head. But we don't know. I mean, we see... I'm not going to spoil anything, but he does pop up in some trailers for Endgame, which we'll talk about yeah. later on um, in the podcast. But he, we know he's going to be in this film, for sure. Um, and he's going to play a very, very different role. So Yeah, just from looks on that trailer alone, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people's problems with civil war i think can all be pointed at one character in particular i think it's zemo mm-hmm. um i personally really enjoy zemo in this me too uh, i enjoyed the twist I, because while when i yeah. watched the movie for the first time i was kind of on the same on the same page as the avengers where they're like oh he says he's going to tear down an empire he's going to release these super soldiers like this is what he's mm-hmm. going to do he's going to he's it's going to be this big scale thing like just like Ultron, just like Thanos, it's going to be this big scale thing. But when in reality he was talking about, you know, destroying an empire, aka the Avengers. And then when we get that end scene, when the guy's like, how does it feel to fail? And he's like, did I? And I mean, think about it. Like Cap and Tony still haven't reunited yet. And it's been 
No. It's been so long, and it's because of this dude and what he's done, so. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think Zemo is the first villain in the MCU up to this point, if I'm remembering correctly, that actually wins. Like, he he has a plan, he sets it, sets out to, to accomplish it, and he does. Mm-hmm. He does exactly what he wanted to do. Which is kind of weird in a comic book movie, because villains don't normally win, like, ever. Thanos won. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> no up spoilers, to this point. But, I mean, in, you know, the snap, right? Yeah, 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 up to this point, you're right. Um, Yeah, I would agree. I feel like most of the villains... Yeah, I can't think of anyone that actually no, got this far. Um, And that's something with the whole Zemo stuff, where we get more flashbacks with Bucky, and what Bucky did. Which I don't know. I'm not a comic book reader. I'm still trying to get into it. Um, but knowing that Bucky is the one responsible for the Starks' death, mm-hmm. I thought was really messed up, like in a good way. I didn't see that coming. I don't know how I didn't no. see it coming. I'm usually really good at like calling endings of movies. And, you yeah. know, even since we see it in the first scene of him taking out a car, and then like a yep. few scenes later, we have Tony talking about how his parents never made it to the airport. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say how, but he just says that. And normally, if I had on my smart thinking pants, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, I wonder. But I never put it together yeah. until we got that end scene. And I was like, <gasps> and then they show it. They like not only do they show the car crash, but they show him like physically taking out each of his parents. It's just such a sad, heart wrenching mm-hmm. scene. And then Buck's like. I remember all of them. And clearly he means that, like in a sad way like he yeah he was not himself but he remembers these these people like that sucks and it's sad but um yeah. but yeah i haven't read any winter soldier comics either so i don't really know okay. um the extent of what he's done besides that um in winter soldier natasha makes a comment about how he's taken out like over two dozen people in the last decade or something like that mm-hmm. like she makes some kind of comment like that yeah yeah and, and then that leads to Tony's realization of what happened and him wanting to just kick his ass. And mm-hmm. it's not because I think the part that really, really, that I really loved was when he said, like, you killed my mom. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't dad. It wasn't Mr. Stark or Howard. It was, you killed my mom. And then he went like into full rage mode. And again, another amazing fight scene in this movie. Such um, a good fight scene. I um also wanted to call back to this, but in that fight scene, we get so many cool shots. You know, everybody always talks about how they want Bucky to take up the mantle of yeah. Captain America. And I'm one of the people that like I know it happens in the comics, but I think um as far as the MCU goes, I don't want that to happen because I think Captain Agreed. America, like for us, will always be Steve Rogers and we want him to just kind of if he has to drop the mantle let it be and let us remember him how he was but I do think this was a nod to that because of the scene where they're like throwing back and forth the shield to take down Tony together was such a brilliant like the whole thing was a great shot but it was such a good scene yeah and Civil War is one of the only comics that I read up to the first time I watched this movie so I I kind of knew the back and forth thing Mm -hmm. and isn't the isn't the scene where tony like blasts cap in the shield is that in the civil war comic i don't know i'm not sure i didn't read this one so okay because that is such a great scene in this movie because you get that we normally get that slow-mo scene of the avengers at some point like it's like 
we'll get like a slow-mo really quick 360 shot or like them lined up and we didn't get that at all in this film and the only slow-mo cut we get is of this of them fighting and you know that's the split from then on out like that's the split of the avengers nothing will be the same i'm really hoping we get another 360 view of the avengers and that'll be like the next like slow pan scene i don't know in the future (laughs) just kind of what i guess we'll talk about that when endgame Mm -hmm. comes up yeah yeah I, i I know exactly what I want that 360 circle to be at the <laughs> end of this one. We we briefly touched about the War Machine mm-hmm. mishap. Yeah. Um. Another thing, like in the trailer, like the first time I saw it, oh, he dead. Right. <laughs> Rhodes is. Oh, dead. I definitely thought he was dead. And I don't know. I think, uh, and we mentioned this in another episode, is that like it would have been a better plot device if he would have died. It would have given Tony a little bit mm-hmm. of an extra like push to to do what's right and to feel like tied down to something you know um and to feel like he fucked up but they didn't kill him and i you know it's fine we we use we have him for future movies and all but i think that would have been a smart move to like make us Mm -hmm. really upset but i guess you know they that's why they did the trailer so we thought that he died and then they're like just kidding we lied to you yeah so that i didn't notice during infinity war does he have those apparatus things on his legs to help him I don't walk. know. Um I don't I don't even remember him in Infinity War, I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I, I know I remember him at the end very clearly. Yeah, me too. I think I mean part of the legs I'm assuming is gonna be part of his suit. So I wonder if he if he can walk fine without the suit. You know what I mean? Like I'm assuming yeah. it's all tied together so he's he's back up and running with the suit, but yeah. Yeah. Uh one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank. <laughs> That's great. So good. Uh, and then, uh, trying to think. Oh, the extra credit scenes or the, the post credits. Mm-hmm. So um, good. Um, it's our first real glimpse of Wakanda, which was yeah. amazing. Um, I am rewatching Black Panther, I think, very soon, like tomorrow night. Uh, and I don't remember what they do with Bucky in this film. Like, I, I remember the end. I remember the end credit scene when they're, like, ready for him for Infinity War. Um, but I don't even remember if they address that he's there and he's, like, back on ice. Like, in Black Panther? In Black Panther, yeah. I don't think they addressed it at all. I think the first time we so see he's it just there. that post-credit. Yeah. Okay, And it, it's weird going back, like, when I watched Black Panther, seeing the early version of Wakanda, which is in this one. And seeing what it became. Right. Like, that is quite a difference visually. Oh, yeah. But I still love it. I love the oh. the scene. Like, you just get a glimpse of this, like, misty, foggy, like, jungle-looking um, area. And then you get the huge yeah. Black Panther uh, statue, which I'm assuming is made out of vibranium. Um, yeah. But, yeah. No, yeah, that's great. I, I love Civil War. It's one that I've seen many times same yeah and it's one where i'm not tired of watching yet it's great it's it's such a good film like i said i think my favorite part of the film is when they introduce queens on the screen i love i love i love i love uh spider-man so i love that part um as a story i'm a sucker for the airport scene right and that's such a good scene too um i know a lot of people will say that compared to the comics, this was very weak because it just felt like 
a small little fight and that was it, which it was, but it was still a really badass fight. Like we got a lot of really yeah. cool things that happened in that scene. So yeah, it's, it, and I think the comics is a different beast because there's way more characters, you know, that and most of the characters in the comics were unknown to the public. Yeah. If I'm remembering that correctly, this one, the Avengers are known. There's no one that really hides behind a mask that right. was part of the team before the whole Civil War thing happened. So I I can separate the two, and I can appreciate both for what they are. Um, I'm just happy like they, they pulled it off. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say, in regards to, you know, because this is the third of the Captain America trilogy, this feels very much like an Avengers movie, but obviously it's yeah. a Captain America story. They want us on his side, and they make it very much... They make it clear that he's he's the right person at the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. it is a Captain America movie. Um, I really, really love it, but I I like I think I like Winter Soldier better as a movie, just because I feel okay. like there's way more character development. And as a movie, it's great. I do love, like I said, this movie is amazing, one of the coolest ones. Um, but but it's more of just kind of like hype, 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 hype. Yeah, like there's no actual like character development except for you know i feel like the entire movie is centered around tony and cap splitting up the avengers Mm -hmm. and then we get that ending scene finding out what bucky did it's really hard it happens where like i don't know i felt like winter soldier was a little bit better character development i might be alone on that but i i I think in this one like the way that tony and cap their character arcs go in this one i think is pretty great Mm -hmm. uh, as a standalone I don't think we needed more from the other characters in Civil War because this was a, it's very much just Cat vs. Tony and it, it yes. was a, a yeah, battle yeah. of ideologies and I think it worked perfectly. And like this has, going into the ones past this, um, like the the things that happened in this movie have consequences felt throughout the rest of them up until, actually right. up until Endgame. Yeah, we we still we still don't see them on screen together right. until the trailers for Endgame. Right. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, with Civil War? I I want to I want to put say just one thing about the Sharon Carter speech because I think that's my favorite speech. In oh, that all is the such a great speech. Yeah. And and I wrote it down, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now if you don't mind, Kim. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, compromise where you can, where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye, and say, no, you move. And that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I think, again, that's another reason why I'm on Team Cat, because you plant yourself like a tree. If you know what's right is right, then don't move. Other people need to move. I love that. I I love that scene because that's when, you know, that's when it clicks for Steve. He's like, I'm not signing that shit. (laughs) He's like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. When we're talking about how, uh, you know, my feelings about Winter Soldier being a little bit better than this film, but not not too much. Like, this is a great film. I need to know, what are your top three MCU films? I need to know what those are. And then also, if Civil War is not in that top three, Kyle, where would you put it? Uh, well, I don't have to answer that question because it is in my top three. <laughs> there you go. Um, Civil War is my number two. Awesome. Um, it is behind Infinity War. Infinity War is number one. It is the culmination of almost a decade, or actually, yeah, a decade of 
movie building up to this point, which is incredible that they pulled it off. And right. Some people might say, well, it's only half of a movie. I don't care. Uh, seeing all those characters on screen together and to finally see Thanos wreck shop and complete his goal and the way they left the Avengers in a state of, oh, crap, we're <laughs> we're screwed type of thing. I love yeah. that. and I, I also love that. I can't wait to get just watch Infinity War and Endgame back to back, like straight through as one full six hour thing. That's what I want. And I can't wait. Um, my number three is actually kind of shocking for a lot of people. Um, it's actually Captain Marvel. Interesting. I don't think that's shocking. I really loved Captain Marvel, yeah. but I, I want to know why. Um, so I, I help, I'm helping raise my niece. The, my nieces are my life. So when I see Captain Marvel on the big screen, I see a female role model for them to look up to. And the way that Brie Larson portrayed her in such a powerful way, um, it, it's it's just awesome to see that. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, that movie hit all my 90s nostalgia. Um, I think a lot of people saying... I wouldn't say a lot of people, but a lot of the internet trolls saying like, oh, she had, gave a wooden performance. <laughs> like, she was just kind of there, just blah, you know, but on think, screen. But I think that's kind of like the... The point is that, like, yeah, she's still a boss ass bitch, and like, yeah. she that was the whole point of the film is that we don't care about your troll opinion, like, she's still gonna yeah. rock your shit. I mean, I mean, we're not going to talk about what happens in Captain Marvel until I get there, but there's this really cool scene at the end where basically she shuts down a troll, and it's great. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think her performance in that is directly tied into the story of her character where she is. She is somewhere else, and her her memory is gone. That, and so then the when way... you think about it, she's constantly, you know, her memory's gone, but she's been constantly, like, told that she's not good she's enough. in warrior mode. By the people, the men around her, yes. right? It's that classic, Absolutely. like, she's shut down by everybody. So it's like, yeah. of course she's going to be the way that she is, so. Yeah. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Captain Marvel. Um, I only saw it once, but I, I, I want to see it again. Um, another one where they kind of they twist the movie. There's right. a nice little plot twist in there that I love. Um, that yeah, that movie just oozes style, and I and I loved every second of it. Same. I can't wait to get to that yeah. episode. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, but that is gonna be the last episode before Endgame. Maybe I'm thinking about doing a uh, pre-Endgame episode. Ooh. Getting some drinks, talking some spoilers. Ooh, okay. That's might be the game plan. We'll see. I thought you were going to say um, like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to run through. Like, oh boy, Kayla. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, talking about the ranking system and everything, um, this is episode 13. So there's going to be 13 movies on my list. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start from the top. Number okay. one, I have The Avengers. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, Winter Soldier. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Age of Ultron. Number six, Captain America. Number seven, Iron Man. Number eight, Ant-Man. Number nine, Thor. Number 10, Incredible Hulk. Number 11, Iron Man 3. Number 12, Iron Man 2. And number 13, Thor Dark World. 
That's a that's a very good list. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Most people stop me at uh <laughs> at Incredible Hulk. But Oh. But it's fine. I I don't mind Incredible Hulk. Like on my list, it is the third least favorite out of the MCU. What is your least favorite? Uh Thor Dark World. I that if I need to go to sleep, I'll put that up. It's <laughs> it's hard to watch through that. Um but I enjoy Incredible Hulk. I like Ed Norton as the Hulk. Um, I'm happy that we have Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Um, but like that was before the MCU was a thing. Right, that is yeah. Universal doing its own thing. Um, I'm hoping Abomination shows up in Endgame. I'm hoping we get some Betty. Because, yeah. I mean, we saw Ross in this film, right? Like, yep. mm-hmm. give, me, give me some Betty. I want to see her come back. Before we go into Endgame and some spoilers and, well, possible spoilers. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for coming out here and talking about one of your favorite movies with me. It's been yeah. really fun. Oh, thank you, Kayla. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I, I met Kyle at PAX East and yeah. we were at a meetup and we were having some drinks and he was like, hey, I heard about your podcast. If you need somebody to come on, let me know. And I was like, I do need somebody to come on. Oh my God. Come chat with me. <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm I'm happy I had the courage to ask because I usually don't ask. <laughs> That's okay. Couple drinks in, it's fine. I yeah, was for sure. I was I had the courage. courage to talk to a whole bunch of people. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, Kyle. Uh, thank you. If you enjoyed hearing from Kyle, uh, you could follow him on Twitter at whodatninja73. Yeah. W h o d a t n i n j a seven three, and this is not whodat saints. I don't get it. No. I'm a Saints fan. I don't know why why you're not giving us a shout <laughs> are, out. Are you a 30 Rock fan? I'm not. Okay. It, it's a throwback to an old 30 Rock joke with Tracy Morgan. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I'm set in my ways with Who That Ninja. Like, that's kind of like my thing. Yeah. But I kind of wish fine. I could change it. No, you're but fine. We'll I just, I was, yeah. when I met you, I was like, oh, are you a Saints fan? And you were like, nope. no. I'm a Giants fan, unfortunately. <laughs> It's fine. Um, but Kyle has a couple other things that he does. So he's got a a PlayStation podcast. Uh, it's at PS Trophy Room. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the podcast? Sure. Uh, I am a co-host of a play- the PlayStation podcast, PlayStation The Trophy Room. Um, every week we bring you the uh, latest and greatest in PlayStation news. Um, my other co-host is another kind of funny best friend, Mr. Badbit on Twitter. Um, he's the reason why I'm podcasting. He gave me a shot and we're now episode, we're like 90 episodes in. And I, if you love PlayStation, come hang out and listen. We have a days gone giveaway if you want to hop on to that. So yeah, there, that's, the, I that's might hop room. into that. Yeah. Yeah. Once I finish this, uh, this binge, binge worthy podcast, maybe I'll get back into games. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. also we, um, have well, the reason we know each other is because of the Kind of Funny community. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have two different things with the Kind of Funny community. So the first one, we have like a one-on-one show talking about the Kind of Funny community. And it's mm-hmm. at BFs Talk Funny. So BFS Talk Funny. Um, and I'm assuming you're just uh, meeting up with other best friends and talking about the Kind of Funny, yeah. like games cast and stuff. Yeah. So uh, so Kind of Funny changed my life in, in so many amazing ways. Um, it's led me to people like you, Kayla, and, and Joe, and just people that I love, and I'm a better person because of them. 
Right. So every episode, I bring on a fellow best friend and just showcase how awesome the community is and the type of people that are made up of the community. And uh, we just get to know them, talk about their lives, um, what kind of funny means to them. We talk about an old Game Over Greggy show topic together. Um, and then oh, the community or, or my audience asks questions to the guests to get them to know get to know them a little bit better. Um, I, I enjoy doing it. It's my way to kind of give back. Yeah. And, you know, get to know people on a more personal level because yeah. obviously we don't have packs every weekend for everybody to come no. around. All the all the friend, the best friends like to meet each other every weekend. It was such an honor to like get to meet everybody for the first time. It was yeah. so much fun. But like not everybody has the privilege to do that. So getting getting able to like break down those barriers and talk with people mm-hmm. and, you know, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome thing. So. And then the last thing you wanted me to shout out was you have like a pop culture nerd podcast with some more kind of funny NYC people yeah. and it's at dollar slice pod, right? Yep. Uh, that is something we haven't recorded the first episode yet. We're actually going to record tomorrow. Um, it's just myself, Kelsey Lynn Lewis and Mike Toundro. Um, we run kind of NYC, which is like the New York uh, kind of funny best friend community. Um, and we just, any excuse to kind of sit down and talk to each other and hang out. Great people. Uh, Great is, people. Yeah, exactly. It's what we want to do. And we're just going to talk about games, movies, music, whatever, uh, gets our engine running. Uh, we might have some arguments like, <laughs> do you pump your own gas? I don't know if you were there for that I one was, during the I was there drink. for that thing. And it just, uh, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. I, I pump my own gas. So. Yeah, apparently in New Jersey, it's illegal to pump your own gas. And Very I think strange. That's incredibly strange. So, like, those type of arguments we'll have on the podcast. And so, if you're listening, awesome. uh, I want you to reach out to me on Twitter at the Snap MCU and let me know, do you pump your own gas? This is for Kyle. So, just yes. add to that argument for us. It's ridiculous <laughs> if you don't pump your own gas. But, yeah. um... But yes, do follow uh, the Twitter for updates on the episodes at the Snap MCU. Um, the next episode is going to be on Doctor Strange, which is Ooh. a fun movie. It's very fun. A lot of stuff going on. Visually stunning. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that episode because I have a huge Doctor Strange theory for Endgame that I'm ready Ooh. to spill some tea on. So that is going to be on that episode. Uh I saw that so, movie yeah. in a 4D theater the first wow. time. Wow. That must have been very intense. Action. It was weird. I don't know if I would ever do it Did again. Did you get, like, Doctor nauseous? Strange probably the perfect one to do. Uh, no. It's just, like, <laughs> you can't really buy popcorn because it goes flying because the seats are moving around like crazy. Wow. Yeah. And, but they, like, they pump in scents. So, like, I, it smelled like I was in India or is that where they were? Part of it? I, I think somewhere in Asia. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, they pump in the smells, they pump it, like, it was snowing in the theater, they had, like, snowflakes come down. It was I've weird. I've never it been to a 4D experience. theater, and I didn't know that was a thing, and now there's yeah. probably, this is one of my life goals now, is to go watch a movie in a 4D theater, so. It's definitely an experience. I want to go to it all the time, but just experience once for, like, uh, once for a Marvel movie, a Fast and the Furious movie, something, like, action. Something really cool. Okay. Well, yeah. I will. I will do that one day. Hopefully, maybe they'll build one um, in my city. That'd be cool. But mm. maybe. Uh, so, yeah. Before we talk about spoilers, this is when I warn you that if you if you don't want to go into Endgame 
and uh, have anything in your head, like maybe we do say something that does come true and you don't want to know that, uh, stop listening now. Like I said, the next episode is going to be on Doctor Strange. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, without further ado, do you have anything that you really want to see in Endgame or do you have any theories for me? Oh, man. So before any of the trailers came out, what I originally thought was uh, I was trying to count how many Avengers got snapped mm-hmm. um, and how many were still left standing. And I thought there was a good one to one correlation there. Um, and so what I thought was happening was the OG Avengers who are left and Nebula and Rocket would sacrifice themselves to bring everyone out of the Soul Stone. Type mm-hmm. of thing. But I don't know if they're going to go that way because that's a lot of major characters dying like for good yeah for good which i think obviously we're gonna lose some people but i don't know if they're gonna kill everyone yeah um um i hope gamora comes back i hope she's not gone for good yeah but look i i i hear you i hear you when Mm -hmm. you say this because i know a lot of people believe that she is in the soul stone but if they're gonna bring gamora back they need to bring loki back okay so that's my one Mm. fight is for all the people saying Gamora comes back, bring Loki back too, because that was also before the snap, and I need him to live. I, I mean, sure, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Russo said, like, Loki's dead dead. Uh, I'm not going to believe <laughs> it, so I, I have hope. Well, I, I, I do think Gamora is in the Soul Stone, because... Do you believe... So it's... you made a comment a, a few minutes ago. Do you think... You do think everybody's in the Soul Stone? Uh, yeah. I do, okay. um, because of the Gamora when she's asking Thanos, like, what did it cost uh, mm-hmm. in Infinity War? There's just, like, the orange glow around them. Yeah, I know, I but it's like... a if, version of her in there. I, I, so I do... I know some people believe that, and some people don't, and, you know, there's a lot of different theories, and I guess we're going to find out soon, but... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like the snap happened, and then we just see her and him, and they're, like, alone in the Soul Stone. And we don't, it's like so empty. And yeah, there is like a little bit of a glow. So that could be that, like, them like somewhat being there and like floating in. But I, yeah, I think it was a, a point to show that they were like in this vast empty space. Mm. That's fair. I just, I don't want to see Guardians 3 without Gamora. I know. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's going to suck. Um, oh, before I forget, we, we talked about like the slow motion, like circle moment. Uh, earlier, mm-hmm. so what I want that to be in Endgame is they get everyone back, like the the snap is reversed, everyone's back, and Thanos is like kneeling in the middle of the battleground, whatever. Then every single Avenger circles around him, mm-hmm. and we get like an aerial slow motion like, circle, all everyone... coming at him. Yeah, and they're like, you know, Thanos's time is up, and it's right before they all just lay into him type of thing Ooh, that's what i want that would be awesome that'd be so cool yeah. i don't know like i i've you've done this is episode 13 so obviously you've been talking about endgame for 13 oh yeah i mean to be fair uh, a lot of people are kind of on the same page where a lot of people are saying you know cap and tony are gonna die for sure cap's gonna die but you know maybe cap and tony are gonna die and that we think they're mm-hmm. in the soul stone they're not in the soul stone they're gonna travel time you know, there's all these theories yeah. up in the air. It what's crazy is that they're all the same theories, but the Russo brothers are doing such a good job of hiding things that I mm-hmm. the way that they're gonna do it 
nobody knows. Nobody, I mean, there's yeah. guesses, but like nobody really knows. I do like, um, I was listening to uh, the Iron Man 3 episode with Andrew Taylor before, um, and I think it was, I think you brought it up where, what if Cap goes back in time? And mm-hmm. he just lives out the rest of his life with Peggy. I think that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. I don't know if it's going to um, happen, but I think I, I think that would be yeah. such a beautiful end to the character. But I think people yeah. really want they really want to see him die. <laughs> Why though? I don't want to ball like a baby. I know. Even well, we, I'm going. I mean, to. either way, like if he goes off into and he lives that's off Peggy, true. I will still ball like a baby. Like you know, that's such a. And I feel like that's. I feel like that would be such a good scene because he's that he's the only i mean we do see him kiss sharon in this film but that was like his true love and i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah i i think the one question i haven't heard anyone really ask about endgame is if they do defeat thanos and everyone's back what happens to the infinity um i think that they're all separated throughout the galaxy yeah that's what i think is going to happen i think that's where they should be um, I kind of bring it up in, I don't know if the episode has aired yet, but I kind of bring up that I think they're going to go the Adam Warlock route where, mm. uh, but Vision is the, the person who does this, but, uh, sends off all the stones to find their own beings in the universe, um, to power okay. up, so, like they belong to a certain person, just like Vision has the mind stone, mm-hmm. but also, the more that I rewatch these movies and get really into this and learn more about Vision, I think they were starting to hint to Vision being Vision without the Mind Stone. So I don't know how much I f- mm. lean on that theory anymore. Yeah, I could see that, how Vision it, it doesn't need the stone anymore. Like, he's mm-hmm. kind of come into his own. Yeah. I get that. Especially because, like, Shuri was talking about how she could remove the stone and mm. recreate mm. him again. And, like, if if she comes back, because we know that she was. She was dusted, which pissed me off. (laughs) She could, she could, you know, she could do that. She has the tools and she has the resources and the brains to do that. So that would be um, something else that would be really cool. That that is another thing that I want to see. It probably won't happen in Endgame, especially because we're getting a Black Panther two eventually. Um, I want Shuri to take the mantle of Iron Man. I think. Oh, so you want her to be like the Riri? Yeah. I think she's the perfect fit. She's super smart. She knows her tech. Yeah. I, I, if if Tony dies and is is gone, I, if they want to have a replacement Iron Man, I think she's the perfect fit. She is because um, that's what I thought when I first watched Black Panther. I had that I I had that thought in my head because yeah, they have um, it's Riri right in the comics yes, who takes I, up I the Iron so. Man. Yeah, and that she would have been the perfect character for that. Like I immediately saw her and I was like. I think this is what they're going for. And then I slowly kind of forgot about that. And that would be cool if we start to see like a young Avengers and everything. Mm-hmm. That would be a really cool transition. And in this one, do we finally hear Avengers Assemble? <laughs> you are not the first person to tell me that. Everybody <laughs> wants to see it. So yeah, I, I hope so. so. I, I think, just want to hear it. I think they're gonna do it. I think I think at the end, somehow they're gonna either well i don't know because i'm starting to lean towards that they don't free everybody for the main fight and that they are the main fight and then like once that happens then they free everybody but i I want him to say it at one point i want him to say it 
I think everybody yes. does. He's got to. It's got to be like the closure. Yeah. Maybe when they're doing like the whole circle around Thanos thing right. before they kick his right. ass. Right. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, have you seen any of the new trailers? Um, I'm trying to actively avoid them okay. at this point okay. since we're so close. Okay, that's fine. I was going to mention something, but I'm not going to mention something. Okay. I did miss. They came out with one today. Apparently, with the Disney conference, and I didn't see it. Oh. I have to watch that after we record. Um, but yeah, yeah. Which reminds me, I have to go on Twitter and mute everything. Oh yeah, there's, there's. I don't know. No I'm. Way. I feel like I follow nice enough people who aren't going to spoil Endgame. Um, True. But I might have to do the same. I mean, it's going to be hard because I literally run <laughs> an Endgame yeah. podcast, so it's going to be hard for, sure. for me to mute stuff like that. But. But I know I there were like some things okay. with like the toys, like the Funko Pops came out and people were saying. Well, yeah, and that's what I was but... going. It is, yeah, because I, I was something that I was going to bring up that was kind of spoiled in a uh, Funko Pop, and then you kind of see it in a trailer. Um, oh, okay. But I won't bring that up then because that would be right. cool for you to see. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited. We're so close. What are we? We two are weeks so away? close. Yeah, and the closer we get, like I don't know. I just want to know what's going to happen and it's going to be such a long yeah. film and I'm just ready. I'm so ready. I I love that people are like upset that there's no intermission. <laughs> yeah, no, get over it. <laughs> no, yeah. If you you're not leaving during this. If no. you if you've been on this journey for the 22 films, you're staying in that seat the whole time. You can't miss a second. <sighs> it's going to be rough, but we're going to get yeah. through it. I think we're going to get through Absolutely. it. It's going to, I think it's going to end on a great note. I think we're going to lose some people, but I think they know what they're doing. This movie's going to end in a beautiful way and we're going to feel satisfied and they're going to leave us hopefully with a end credit scene that leaves us prepared for the future. I want two end credit scenes. I know everybody's like saying there yeah. might be like three or four. I want two. I, I don't want, want a first... Guardians 2. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, scenes. I, that was too much. That was too much. I love Guardians um, 2, but not that many. Yeah. I want to, I want the first one to pop up mid credits and I want it to be like something with all of the leftover Avengers, kind of similar to the shawarma thing um, in Avengers, okay. but not like that, like similar, like showing us something of hope, like it's over with, we, we did something and, you know, something hopeful that makes me feel yeah. happy. Um, not necessarily because I know sometimes they like to put the post credit scenes where it's uh, a clip from an another film. And I don't want mm -hmm. that. I want it to just be like after that, after the math, ap eh, in the aftermath. Right. I want yeah. it to be something like that. And then I want the last scene right at the end that you wait for to be something big. I want it to be a glimpse of what they have for the future because they haven't really released what the next films are going to be because they're waiting and i want yeah. it to just blow our minds i want it to be either a glimpse at a bigger villain or mm -hmm. another like looming threat or maybe like like i've been rooting for is that we will get a fantastic four remake and maybe we'll see like dr doom or something you know just something yeah. so cool i want that's i want that's that. what i want yeah like i i don't really need to see a big bad Right, because we just had Thanos, we had that build up, but I yeah. want a new villain. I mean, obviously we have Mysterio coming up, and I don't know, maybe yeah. they'll show like him being created because we're getting him in Far From Home. But I would, I really want to have, I want to be surprised, and I want them to like build our hype to where we're like, 
shocked and we're like oh and everybody leaves that theater yeah. like yo did you see that i would i would love to see like the uh the baxter building mm-hmm. or um like what i would be super hyped for is we just hear the the sound of wolverine's claws coming out of his hands yeah, but uh, like, I, across the screen. I, I would love to see that but you know hugh jackman's not gonna be wolverine and i just i'm stuck in my ways and i don't i That's don't fair. see anybody else playing that role I mean, that's fair, but I kind of trust Kevin Feige at this I point. I do. I trust him, but it's just like, and everybody's going to be on the same post as me. Everybody's going to be like, nah. Yeah. Because it's, it's Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Or like, you know, we get like Silver Surfer and like Galactus. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. I don't Ooh, know. I cannot I, wait. I, I, I think the future is more exciting than Endgame at this point for me. For sure. I mean, I mean I'm very excited for Endgame, but I think, like I said... We kind of have an idea of how it's going to end. Like, they have to fix it. They can't not fix it. They have to fix it. Yeah. And we kind of have ideas of people dying. And we just, mm-hmm. the the three hours that is going to be such a ride and such a good story is just how they do it. And I'm excited yeah. for that. But again, yeah, like you said, we have been kind of in, in the dark. Like, we want, like, we have, uh, you know, talks of the Black Widow movie and Black Panther 2 mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange 2. Um, but really they haven't announced and that angela those. jolie one yeah same yeah yeah the, the um, eternals right yeah the eternals but they haven't yeah. really shown us anything and like in print like here you go this is what we're gonna do like because they're yeah. waiting for endgame because they don't want because obviously people were really pissed off about far from home uh mm-hmm. so they're playing it smart and i think they want us to be so hyped and they're doing it right so that's i want that after the movie show us a little bit of something to really get us hyped, get us talking. I wanted to break the internet. It's going to be awesome. What and then if we I just bet... get like. No, go ahead. Sorry. I bet that like in a month after they've given people enough time to see the films, just like they did with Captain Marvel, where after Captain Marvel, they waited a month for an endgame trailer. I think they're going to do the same thing, but it's going to be like they're finally going to announce their lineups. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what if the end of Endgame is just like the lineup? <laughs> the, the the movie titles <laughs> yeah i don't know or That'd maybe it's gonna be like the same thing where it's like black panther will return something like that you know um i don't know we'll see oh god that's we gonna will be see. so sad that's gonna be so sad <laughs> to see the characters that will return and we know that won't oh, oh captain oh, america god. will not return oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> so sad oh yeah yeah um yeah it's gonna be a ride i'm very excited um I like that we talked about end scenes too, because that's something I haven't really talked about yet. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see. And I, yeah. like I said, I really hope they just have the whole theater like screaming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's 22 films in a decade and 11 years, right? I right. think Iron Man was 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 11 years in the making. You have to go out with a bang. Yeah. I'm just not talking about like, Endgame as a film itself, like Marvel's good where they can set up the future, and I'm really, I'm really, really excited to figure out what that is. I know that when I walk into the theater, because I'm seeing it ten o'clock Thursday night. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Um, yeah, same time for me. I'm gonna have my earphones in because I swear to God. Yeah, same. Kid, kid spoils <laughs> it as they're walking out of the theater. I'm gonna throw them against the wall. It will happen. Ooh, I'm nervous. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so excited. And um, 
I mean, yeah, that's why we're here. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Talk to y'all, to talk to everybody, get some feedback on the film and on the movies. And yeah, again, Kyle, thank you for hanging out and talking Civil War and talking about some Endgame stuff with me. And absolutely, I really hope we we get we get some really cool end scenes. Um, whew, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Two weeks. We got this. Nice. <laughs> Stay strong, everybody. We're almost there. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed listening to the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, it'd be really awesome if you could um, give us a rating and maybe comment down below uh, your favorite your favorite guest so far, or maybe um, something that you like about the podcast. Uh, just give us a little shout out. Again, follow the Twitter at the Snap MCU uh, for some updates and. Like I said, the next episode is Doctor Strange. It's going to be really fun. I have a really, really cool theory for that film. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching. And and yeah, we'll see y'all on the next episode.